almost totally huge spoiler. Oh uh, man, the whole thing. What if Gil I like it in life? Gil and I were talking before the uh, before um, this broadcast came on about some insider baseball. So, so welcome. We should we, we should start every broadcast by going. Hi there. We could just do the... Oh, I didn't see you come in. The Wawa news yeah. thing. Or we should do Mr. Rogers where we walk in and, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the anchorman thing. Yeah. <laughs> Except not be mean to each other because that's, no, 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 that's not polite. Be, let's be mean to each other. Yeah, that I like that part. I absolutely want to do that. I have feelings. Actually, we could just do that with the mics on. That's even better. You know, just raise our game. Cool. Why don't you uh, tell us what we're talking about today? Um, is this you being mean or is this, it feels like a setup. <laughs> Good. I want you, I want you unsure what's yeah. going to happen. No, it's not a setup. Okay. Uh, today we're going to be talking Code Geass and Lelouch of the Rebellion, um, somewhere on the list of top 50 paced anime, paste magazine anime top 50 shows. Still in the 40s. I believe it's 42-ish. 42-ish, yeah. We're still in the 40s. Um, for some reason I refuse to ever remember to look it up. Despite the fact that it's written down, I know a good reason. Do you good. want me to tell you? No. Okay. But the it's viewing public it's might. It's because you're stupid. Oh, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to talk some of our favorite antiheroes. Yep. And what exactly goes into being? Yeah, we should talk an about antihero. The yeah. Antihero or antihero? How do you? Ant- I always say antihero. I say antihero. Well. Antihero. But then I just said antihero. That's like Caribbean or Caribbean. Yeah. I say Caribbean. I say Caribbean. Because Caribbean queen. We're Do you sharing, sing it? We're sharing the same dream. Do you sing it in your head every Sometimes, time? Sometimes. It's a great tune. That's a hot jam. Billy Ocean was no slouch. <laughs> Speaking of ouches, let's talk about Lelouch. That Lelouch. Was... Is it Lelouch or Lelouch? I can't remember. I, was I haven't watched Lelouch. it. I didn't have a chance to rewatch the show before we talked about it, so I couldn't remember if it was Lelouch or Lelouch. I always say Lelouch because I think of um, Eddie. Calvin Crash Lelouch, Nuke Lelouch from Bull Durham. Oh. But I think it is Lelouch. Of course, you take it to a baseball movie. Uh, well, why don't you talk about the show, Gil? When um, did it come out? In 08, and it ran on Adult Swim that same year in the... Wow, the dark times. The, the anime-hating Adult Swim... Yeah, there was of like, instantly putting on all the best anime yeah, it's funny. for a U.S. audience. We were saying we found that when we're doing these shows, we go back and look at some shows that, of course, Gil and I weren't working on these anime shows coming to Adult Swim at the time. So some of them, we didn't even know they aired on Adult Swim. And it makes it even funnier when people are like, Adult Swim doesn't care about anime. And it's like, even when Toonami wasn't on, they were airing stuff within the same year it came out, like... 10, 20, you know, 11 years ago. So it may be a little bit of the... It's all the... It was all the bumps. Pers- yeah. So we have the promo for Code Geass um, that ran. And you can kind of see people's point in... If you don't run a promotion for a show yeah, yeah. and then you run the one we're about to show, yeah. you can see... Maybe there's yeah, a little people bit might of think what a bunch attitude. of dicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's check out this bump and you can draw your own conclusions. Not hurry. I think generally anime fans do not respond well to being fucked with. And Most people, I think, 
don't appreciate it. Mm, it depends. But, uh, but I definitely think that, in particular, anime fans don't appreciate being jerked around. And even though programming-wise, they weren't really being jerked around, marketing-wise, they yes. were being jerked around. I think um, whenever you end anything with happy question mark... Well, especially after we at Toonami did such a great job of, yeah. of ma- making them feel loved and understood. Perhaps, in know. hindsight, we should have taken more of a direct hand Yeah, but we also have our own elements. fucking jobs to do. Yeah, I don't think perhaps we did what we could, man. We we still do what we can. Uh, so the show aired on Toonami that same year. Adult Swim. Uh, I'm sorry. Adult Toonami Swim. was dead and gone, baby. Buried on the grassy hill <laughs> overlooking a stream <laughs> out by the farm. Um, but it's a cool concept, uh, which is that Lelouch gets this power called the Gias, and it allows him to make someone, bend someone to, to, to his will. They have to do what he says only once. He can only do yeah, it, he to, can only do it to, to a particular person And he once. has to look him in the eye. And he has to look him in the Which eye. Which feels like a, I mean, that's a good yeah. call. Like, but it's a, it's a cool idea that, like, what if you had the, the ability to, basically, you have the ultimate power of making anyone do whatever you want. Uh, but you can only have one moment to tell them to do something. Yeah. And so it's a great idea for a political intrigue like this because it's, especially if your character is like Lelouch, who is somebody that has a grand scheme, then it's really about moving these chess pieces. Like I make this person do this, I make this person do this, you know. Yeah. And And I think you burned through a couple in the beginning, like, go get me a sandwich. <laughs> go get me another he sandwich. <laughs> but I think um, eventually you sort of figure out. Yeah, I, I, so the show overall is a revenge tale because... Yeah, he's an exiled... This is, this, this is a world an alternate in which, timeline. An alternate timeline in which there are three major... Yeah, the Holy Britannian Empire, the Chinese Federation, and the European Union. And of Le- which Lelouch is the son of the emperor of for the, the Holy Britannian, Britannian Empire. Empire. But his mom is the emperor's consort, and who then gets killed in front of his sister. That's right. That's so horrific. She goes blind and mm. is paralyzed. And they and they live in Japan. Yeah. And Japan is annexed by the Holy Britannia Empire. He's sent to Japan as like a like a Greyjoy. What's the when you have a, oh, a, yeah, a hostage sort of swap a, yeah, where yeah. it's like you're raised as a ward? But so then he watches. The Holy Britannia Empire take over Japan and vows to destroy his father and the Holy. Yeah, he feels like maybe his father could have done a better job not having his mom brutally murdered in front of him. Sure, Um, which fair point. And then um, there's a he meets uh, Cece in Japan, and then she saves his life, and that's when he gets the power of the Gies. Yeah, and then it then becomes him living in Japan and running this basically. Depending on your point of view, if rebellion. you're yeah, either a rebellion or a terrorist organization, right. and he um, and, and and it's very much, and he's zero, and he runs the Black Knights, and he slowly ends up toppling, you know, these major powers and taking over, um, but the power gets to his head, uh, and he slowly over the course of the show does a Walter White where he starts out with me. they're still not pure motives because I don't think you could ever say revenge is really a pure motive, but he starts out as Maybe not a bad guy, but by the end yeah. of the show, he is definitively a villain. Um, 
and, and he, he changes his name, but he keeps the Lelouch part, which feels like maybe a miss on the, <laughs> the uh, alternate identity. Whenever people talk about the greatest anime villains are all, of all time, he, his name comes up along with Light Yagami, but uh, his name comes up a lot because he's a fairly complex character, and it's an interesting show that takes its time getting him into becoming a bad guy and it's a really cool it's very much in the game of thrones mode of a lot of palace intrigue and the designs are really cool they were done by clamp um and the animation looks really good even now for years later um so it's kind of held its reputation as being a classic uh largely because of the good characterization and the good writing and just it looks really nice still um so I think we have the English trailer. Which arguably does a better job than the Adult Swim bump of really explaining <laughs> what the show is. I would say inarguably does a better job. Let's check out the trailer. Loose. is this what you wanted? What you set out to do? To control the world? To control every person in it? Lelouch, why? The Holy Britannian Empire had just declared war upon Japan. The Far East Island nation had held fast to its neutrality, and now Britannia looms as the world's only superpower. In the deciding battle for the mainland, Britannian forces introduced into combat the humanoid autonomous armored knight known as the Nightmare Frame. Japan became a dominion of the Empire. The country was stripped of its freedom, its rights, and its name. How can this be happening? I'm about to die before I've had a chance to do a single thing with my life. You don't want it to end here, do you? You appear to have a reason for living. If I grant you power, could you go on? Accept this contract and you accept its conditions. While living in the world of humans, you will live unlike any other. Britannia commands you. Die! I will never allow you to kill Lelouch! No! Who killed her? Who killed my mother, dammit? The power of the king will condemn you to a life of solitude. Are you prepared for this? Attention, entire world! I am Lelouch Britannia. From this moment forward, the world belongs to me. And there's um, giant robots. Yeah. If good. you wish the Game of Thrones had giant robots instead of dragons, I think you'd it's be a good one. into it. Uh, and then we also have a clip of the show so you can see sort of what the show is like. So let's check that out. Suzaku, why are you calling me now? Lelouch, are you at the school? No, but I will be soon. I see. I called because there's something I want you to tell everyone for me. Yes, and what would that be? The sky. Make sure no one looks up at the sky. What? Lelouch, 
Is there anyone you could ever hate so much that you'd actually want to kill them? There is, yes. I used to feel that sort of thinking was unacceptable. That unless you followed the rules, killing someone was just murder. But now, it's hatred that's guiding me. I'm fighting to kill someone. I'm going to become a murderer in the skies of Tokyo. So please, embrace your hate. Just think of Yuffie. I made my own mind up long ago. I have no intention of turning back. For Nanali, you mean? Yes. I have to go now. Thank you, Lelouch. Forget about it. I mean, you and I are friends after all. For the last seven years. Right. See you then. Yeah. Later. These hands of mine have been dirty for a long time now, Suzaku. Your coming to face me now doesn't matter at all. Hell, I welcome it even. I mean, of course you and I are friends. <laughs> Perhaps this is what I've longed for ever since that day. The destruction and loss of everything. That's right. Destruction always comes before creation. And for that goal, even my own conscience must be cast aside. The only path left to me is straight ahead. Now then. So, Pretty as cool. you can see, he proceeds to outright villainy by the end of the show. Yeah. Um, but if you haven't seen Code Geass, it's still available pretty much everywhere. So I would say check it out if you want to see... A giant robot Game of Thrones, as Gil said. Um, I think it's uh, a show that's held up remarkably well over the last um, decade or so. Um, so that leads us to our topic of the day, which is what's your favorite anti-hero? Or who? Sorry, who's your favorite anti-hero? Um, so when we say anti-hero, I mean the dictionary definition, which is an anti-hero or anti-heroine is a main character in a story who lacks conventional heroic qualities and attributes such as idealism, courage, and morality. So it's a little bit of a blurry definition, obviously. But generally, an anti-hero is someone who is a character you're supposed to be interested in and care about in a story, but that is not necessarily a nice, or yeah, good person. With fully redeemable qualities. Right. Um, so that can be someone like Mad Max, who is... Don't be blowing all the ones uh, before we get oh, into that. Did you pick Mad Max? Yeah. All right. Uh, or it could be someone like Vegeta. Um, but they don't... Eat, but even then, it could be somebody who, like a lot of uh, people consider Patrick Bateman from American Psycho an antihero. Because there's the hero of the story being the yeah, person the, whose the, journey you're following. But that's not... That's not the same thing. Yeah. To me, I think Patrick Bateman is a straight-up villain. I can't see how you would look at him as an anti-hero. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're, there's a difference between <laughs> doing the right thing the wrong way versus just being a straight-up psychopath and pretending right. like you're not. Right. 
So based on that definition, I'm going to go through a couple of my favorite antiheroes. First up uh, is one of the better antiheroes of the last five to ten years, and that is, of course, the great Lisbeth Salander from the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo books and movie series. Um, I personally, I like all three of the actors who have played Lisbeth Salander, but I particularly enjoy Numi Rapace the most. Uh, I just think she had the best sort of edge to her. Um, the reason, actually, I think those books are pretty terrible and the movies aren't too great either. But really, <laughs> to, to me, the whole thing, to me, the whole reason those things are popular is because of this character. I think every, I think half of the middle-aged dads who read that book on the airport think they're Michael Blomqvist, the, the old middle-aged dude who's clearly a stand-in for the author. And I think that everyone else wishes they were Lisbeth or wishes they were dating Lisbeth, one or the other. But uh, Lisbeth is a probably a probably has antisocial personality disorder or narcissistic personality disorder. Uh, she is a research a, a hacker slash researcher who ends up helping this author Michael Blomqvist with this mystery, and then over the succeeding books, we sort of she becomes really the main character. Um, she starts off as just a very interesting side character, and then she kind of she kind of takes over and becomes the main character. Uh, she doesn't really have a traditional moral code, other than she's really into punishing men who do shitty things, um, which to me, which to me is fine. That's a good moral code. Um, she's a she helps people pretty often in the in the books. She also steals money kills people and does things you would not consider traditionally heroic but again she's doing it she has her own different but interesting moral code that she sticks to but it is not conventional morality so to me I think she's a perfect example of when you say anti-hero this is the type of character that you mean so I'm just gonna I've got one scene of her from the girl who played with fire which is the second uh, of the trilogy of dragon tattoo films that was the the ones that were made in sweden or norway i think it's norway made in norway uh so america this is some some biker dudes running up on her thinking they they're thinking she'll be an easy mark because she's a quote-unquote little girl and then they discover they they made a huge mistake so let's check it out Det är den där Lassalandeslyna här. Fan vad jag letat efter dig. Inte ens till lilla platskompis visste ju vad du höll just någonstans. Ja, åtminstone var det vad hon sa då. Var det inte så, Magge? Jag på fan, va? <laughs> Tror du blev lite kuk den där? <laughs> Flytta på det jävla miffo. Ha, 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 ha. 
So I think I would have taken the other bike, but other than that, I support uh, all of those decisions. Yeah, everything an antihero does, things that we wish we were brave enough to do, but you know, arguably she took a little too much joy in hurting other people, but still, they kind of they definitely deserved it. So a good antihero scene from a really good antihero. Uh, I wish that the writing around the novels were better, but at least there's one great character that came out of it. Uh, next up is the character Beatrix Kiddo. Uh, Uma Thurman, a.k.a. The Bride from Kill Bill, Volumes 1 and 2. Um, Tarantino, uh, for all his faults, often writes very good, interesting women characters. Um, and Beatrix Kiddo is probably my favorite. Uh, so her story, again, you're really on her side the whole time because she is an assassin, so not a good person, finds out she's pregnant and decides... I can't do this anymore. I can't risk my child. So then she quits the life, moves to Austin, marries some total fucking doof, and is going to just live a quiet life and not cause any more harm. And her ex-boyfriend, Bill, uh, is feels betrayed by her because it's his baby as well. So he shows up and thinks that he kills her at her... At her um, wedding and takes the child so basically she is spending the rest of the movie hunting down all the people that were involved in her quote unquote murder and then in the second movie she discovers she has a child and she of course is trying to get her child so really a primal good reasons all sound revenge is never really kosher but uh, but she's a total badass, and uh, you basically are rooting for her the whole movie. So I can't, like, even even in this scene, which we're about to show you, where this is early on in the first Kill Bill movie, she shows up at Vernita Green, who was one of the assassins that she was in a group with. She shows up at her house and tries to murder her immediately upon her opening the door. And then her daughter comes home, and they... They agree to like have a little cool truce, for a second. but she ends up killing her in front of her daughter, which is something if you heard someone did that, you would think 
that person is a monster, but yet you still are rooting for her the whole movie. So another good anti-hero. So let's watch the scene where Beatrix, upon Vernita opening the door, immediately tries to murder her. Sarah, I cannot believe you are early. So, as you can imagine, when you come home and find your mom bloody with another woman, sweaty. <laughs> it's a little... Not a good out outcome. The, out of the ordinary. Um, but another great uh, anti-hero. Uh, then finally, uh, one of the arguably more well-known anti-heroes of the last 20 years, and that is, of course, Tony Soprano of The Sopranos. So, uh, Tony is a little more complicated than the other two. He's capable of good things, but he's profoundly at his core a narcissist who only really cares about himself when it comes right down to it. And the show is really more of his slow realization of that he's okay with that. <laughs> like he slowly becomes a more terrible person than he even starts the show as. Uh, I wouldn't say that he doesn't have love in his heart for his family and friends, but it never gets in the way of his own personal impulses and excuses for doing horrible things. Yet, a totally fascinating character and one that you spent six and a half seasons watching and in a way rooting for or fascinated with in the classic mold of a, of a true anti-hero. Um, so this is... A scene that I think helps illustrate that. And this is, I, I believe, this is the scene where he murders Ralphie Cifaretto, the great Joey Pants, in one of my favorite of his roles. And it really shows you where Tony's coming from because the setup is 
Joey Pants's kid has hurt himself playing with a bow and arrow in his backyard. The arrow went into his son's head, so his son's going to have brain damage and all this stuff. Tony goes over to visit him and bring him the news that a horse that they have co-invested in, a racehorse, has died in a fire that Tony thinks Ralphie set because the horse wasn't paying off. Tony is way more upset about the horse than he is about Ralphie's kid and really can't even be bothered to pretend to give a shit about Ralphie's kid. And this, so as a result of that, this tiny sort of this, this dislike they have for each other blossoms into an all out brutal ass murder scene because simply because Tony can't pretend to be a human being for five seconds and Ralphie is already a huge prick. So it's a good sort of, Example of where Tony's at. So let's check it out. So it's front row mezzanine at Grey Gardens, and the guy says that. Excuse me. You're Tony Soprano's kid, right? Yeah. Small world running into you like this, huh? I'm sorry, do I know you? Yeah, you got a little cream on your mouth there, sweetie. Be happy to add to it. What? Excuse me. Lucky guy, her dad. Must be fun talking her in at night, huh? Is there a problem? Not yet. Would you like one? Don't go. Come on. What? I'm saying hello. Come on, let's go. Hey, best to your dad, huh? Some <laughs> uh, peppers and cheese. Uh, guy got all. All right? Okay. Wow, whoa! Sit down. Sit down. Easy. Motherfucker. My fucking daughter. My fucking daughter. My fucking daughter. Oh. Hey, what's up, Zampuka, with this? Tony, you're making a big fucking mistake here. I'm gonna put a ball in your fucking head, huh? You want something? I I set up the wrong scene, but this is the other side of Tony that makes him an anti-hero you want to follow. He fucked with Tony's daughter and Tony learned a lesson. Learned a valuable lesson. Learned a valuable lesson and then died. But in the short time that he was alive, he learned a valuable lesson before he wasn't alive anymore. So those are some of my favorite anti-heroes. Sorry for setting up the wrong clip. And now we'll go to Gil's favorite <laughs> anti-heroes. Uh, first for me is the man with no name from Sergio Leone's trilogy of movies. Um, despite the fact that he actually has a name in each of those three movies. But, but no one each, says his name. It's like a nickname yeah, yeah. in them. But it's uh, Fistful of Dollars for a Few Dollars More and uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Uh, based on Toshiro Mifune's character in Yojimbo, this is the Western version played by Clint Eastwood. Um, and, I mean, that picture alone pretty much rules, but this is kind of a long clip that sort of gives you the vibe of the man with no name uh, and why you want to root for him. Let's check it out. Saludos, amigo. It's not smart to go wandering so far from home. <laughs> 
I reckon he picked the wrong trail. Or he could have picked it on down. His big mistake, I think, was getting born. You want any work? Looking like that. You could try being a scarecrow. Oh, no, the crows are liable to scare him, maybe. Get three coffins ready. We don't like to see bad boys like you in town. Go get your mule. <laughs> you let him get away from you? <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I want to talk to you about. He's feeling real bad. Huh? My mule. You see, he got all riled up when you went fired those shots at his feet. <laughs> hey, you making some kind of joke? Mm, no. You see, I understand you men were just playing around, but the mule, he... Just doesn't get it. Of course, if you were to all apologize. <laughs> I don't think it's nice you laughing. You see, my mule don't like people laughing. It's the crazy idea you're laughing at him. Now, if you apologize like I know you're going to, I might convince him that you really didn't mean it. saw the whole thing. You killed all four of them. You'll pay all right. You'll be strung up. Who are you? Don't fire a shot. I'm John Baxter. Sheriff. Yeah. Well, if you're the sheriff, you better get these men on the ground. <laughs> So that's really more the anti part that he does some good things in those movies too. Well, he is the good in the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because yeah. among total shitbags, yeah, the, the one least, I, the least shitty of them. That's that should have been our topic. Who's your favorite least the, shitty guy? Least shitty guy. Uh, next for me is Spike Spiegel from a 
not too well known anime called Cowboy Bebop, um, voiced by a friend of the show, Steve Bloom and the English cast. Uh, Watanabe came up with Spike as sort of all the things that he didn't do uh, drinking, smoking, and killing people um, as sort of the wish fulfillment, and then sort of wrote the show around that. But I think that is to the core of why you want to root for an anti-heroes. Yeah, they'll do the things that you're afraid to or wish you would. Or, or... society frowns upon yeah. the murder of Murdering. other people. Um, so this clip is uh, part of the flashback of uh, Spike's earlier life and his fight with Vicious in the, I believe, fifth episode. So let's check that out. You should see yourself. You have any idea what you look like right at this moment, Spike? What? A ravenous beast? The same blood runs through both of us. The blood of a beast who wanders, hunting for the blood of others. I've bled all that kind of blood away. Then why are you still alive? time to fire up all the bebops again <laughs> every other year or so um and then my last pick is wolverine from comic and movie fame um born a small canadian boy in alberta and lives for hundreds of years killing lots of people um the clip that i'm going to show illustrates some of the non-traditional heroic deeds uh that wolverine uh has been known to do. Uh, this is from uh, Logan. So this is 
arguably not the way you would want someone to go about protecting children and doing the right thing, but this is a pretty effective way to deal with uh, an opposing force. And then I got another quick little clip to sort of showcase some of Wolverine's team building and uh, ideas around camaraderie and uh, friendship. Excuse me, I'm Eric Lentrach. Charles Xavier. Go fuck yourself. how I feel about everybody coming into my office and then how I want to finish it off. (laughs) Um, Do you think of yourself as an (laughs) anti-hero? No, just an asshole. Uh, Let's check out some of uh, Adult Swim Facebook's picks for their favorite anti-heroes. Deadpool, Venom, Spawn, Punisher, Vegeta. Yep, all pretty good choices. Punisher, one of my favorite anti-heroes. Spawn, Spawn's kind of lame. Yeah. I like Ghost Rider better than Spawn if we're dealing with a demon person, you know. Coming back to yeah. Venge. Uh, yeah. Let's check out some of Toonami Facebook's picks and see how they It's going to be the same. Align. Phantom Stain, Vegeta, Deadpool, Punisher. Yeah, Deadpool. People love Deadpool. It's true. Uh, all right. Well, those are all of uh, your picks. Good job. And now we're going to be on to our sneak peeks. Gil? Uh for this week, we have the same three shows that we always do topicals for, <laughs> and we're going to show them to you. Uh, the Dragon Ball Super, we were not able to show this topical oh. um, because this episode came in late. Oh, gotcha. Through no fault of our own. Uh, so here you go. Topical for Dragon Ball Super tomorrow night at 11.
next all-new episode of Dragon Ball Super. It seems Goku has reached the very limit of his power, while Jiren remains calm and collected. Dragon Ball Super, Saturday at 11 on Adult Swim. It's pretty much you and I, are how we deal with daily life. True. Uh, and then this is uh, the topical for Promised Neverland, which is tomorrow night at midnight. On the next all-new episode of The Promised Neverland. Just how long have you been Mom's spy? For a while now. I can't remember when I wasn't her spy. The Promised Neverland, Saturday at midnight, only Toonami on Adult Swim. Not a very coy way to deal with, are you a spy? Just coming right out and saying, uh, yes, I'm a spy. Uh, and that does it for our sneak peeks, but we still have a little bit of fun left to take in the show with everyone's favorite segment. Do we do sword art? We didn't do we sword, didn't do sword art. art. No, we have a sword art topical tomorrow night at twelve thirty. I just got so, so excited. excited to get to your bullshit I that did. you couldn't fucking wait. Let's check out the sword art on the next all new episode of Sword Art Online. Alicization. Sorry for the wait, Vice Commander Fanatio. My name's Kirito, the Swordsman. Sword Art Online, Alicization, Saturday at 12.30 on Adult Swim. My apologies. Now it's time for Trash Man Jam. That's not nice. That would be a really cool title. Trash Man Jam? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It would be way better. Well, when you do... We were going to have a... What were you going to call your... Jason has been tilting at windmills himself as of late. Oh, I was thinking about it, Yeah. Because of my, it was too late. I didn't record it, but I, I'm in playing Assassin's Creed. I'm basically doing a one man's trash, but I'm, um, it's done, <laughs> and I didn't record it. Yeah. So, which is one of the Challenges. potential pitfalls of one man's trash yeah. is by the time you've done it, actually going back and doing it legitimately, yeah, is oftentimes a pain in the ass. Yep. But that just adds to the stone around your neck that yep. is one man's trash. So today we're going to check out the Division Two. And me digging a hole and filling it back up again. Welcome to another edition of One Man's Trash. And today I'll be playing The Division 2, which I've been having a lot of fun with. So much so that I wasn't really quite sure what was going to be dumb enough to make uh, One Man's Trash. So let's dig around and see what we can find. Since I was messing around with the in-game stuff, I was thinking that probably just playing through all the missions again on hard would be pointless enough. But once I did that and got the trophy, uh, it just didn't seem pointless enough. So we had to look some more. And I knew I wasn't going to 100% this game because the Dark Zone's just kind of boring to me. Um, And I was never going to play with my clan in the skirmish mode or whatever it's called. So uh, I finally settled on the playing cards because I realized I'd gotten the trophy for getting uh, one playing card suit. So basically you can find named NPCs and every time you kill them you get a playing card. Uh, And if you get... There's four different factions. If you get all 13 for each different faction, then that's 52, and it's a full deck of cards. What makes this even dumber is that there's no trophy for doing all four of them, and what I figured out eventually is that there's one spot, well, there's really two spots, but I went to one spot below the White House, and if you go there, then one of the named NPCs appears. So you can then run up, kill them, and they're not really that hard to kill, so it's even more pointless and what makes this even more more stupid is that there's a 30 minute timer once you see the named npc and you 
kill him, it takes 30 actual minutes for another one to appear. So you have to set your alarm and run around and just screw around in the game and come back. So to get them all, it takes actually a pretty long amount of time. Target down. Good job. So at that point, it's pretty much just a rinse and repeat math equation. Show up, kill him, loot him, wait, travel, show back up, kill him, loot, and wait. Once enough time has passed and you've pointlessly just ground yourself into the dirt, uh, you've finished it off and no trophy pops, no benefit is reaped, no word is written down in some book somewhere to have your accomplishments recorded. It's just the satisfaction of something completed and moving on. And you're just kind of left sad and empty and alone knowing that now you're going to have to shoot ten guys in the knee with the crossbow because your life is just that pointless. If you've got something fun and dumb for me to do in a video game, hit me up at StupidGill and let me know. But as of this recording, (laughs) the Capitol building has finally been invaded so the third piece of the exotic sniper rifle is almost in my grasp but then i'll have to wait another couple weeks before the blueprint's available when you keep picking these one man's trashes that you can't even fucking finish by the time we have to have the thing it finished no it's done this is it's an ongoing it never ends the trash yeah there's There's always always more trash to take out exactly (laughs) every week gotta do it Uh, what a life you have thank you um and finally we have this week's adult swim single this is number 38 in a series of 52 or more. Uh, and it is a new song from the great Kelly Lee Owens. It's a banger called Let It Go. It is not the Frozen song. It's a different song. So let's check that out right now. that and all other 37 Adult Swim singles at adultswim.com slash singles or the Adult Swim Spot Singles Spotify playlist. Come back next week around Wednesday for a new track every week for the next several weeks. Uh, and you'll get to experience that Webby Award winning site. Congratulations. Congratulations to our uh, site team, Sean. And site the team, rest. Sean. Congratulations. Site team, Sean. And the rest. And come back next week. Well, we won't be back next week. We'll be off next week, but we're back the week after. So we will see you then. And The week after will be our Momocon panel. Oh, shit. So So we'll be back, but not here. Week after that, we'll be at Momocon on a panel. And if you're in Atlanta, please come see us because we're going to show lots of goodies. we got some big announcements. Uh, And if if you're not in Atlanta, you can stream it right here. So be on the lookout. Except it'll be... Earlier than normal. The panel's at 7 till 8. Probably not going to be. Maybe we repeat it at 8. Some of these plans are going to come together. We'll figure it a little, out. Little You'll just keep time, watching but. our socials and we'll tell you what's, what's what and be on the lookout. And it's going to be a big, big evening. So we'll see you then. Bye. Tsunami. Every Saturday night from 11 to 4.